96.7 FM WTOB, and you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you to retire that job, but keep the paycheck. Today, we've got a special show for you. I've got Hamilton Morales in, and it's all about Social Security and your benefits. And of course, Bryce is still here with us. Welcome, Hamilton. How you doing this morning? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Uh, so happy you came into the studio today to, to record this show. For our listening audience, one of the reasons we're having Hamilton in today is because our next educational event is right around the corner, and it is all things Social Security. So let me go ahead and tell you the dates on that so you can write them down. Uh, the first one is going to be Thursday evening, the 20th. Uh, that's at 6.30 p.m., And then the next one is going to be Tuesday the 25th, and that's 6.30 p.m. also. All of them are going to be in our classroom setting inside of our office. So that's at the old Clemens Library, which the address is 3554 Clemens Road. I tell everybody jokingly, just drive to Clemens, look for the big blue water tower, and we're right in front of it. So registering for that event is just calling the number 336-391-3409 or going on the Wealth Guardians uh, website and uh, it's uh, www.thewealthguardians.com. Click the event tab and you can register right there. So Hamilton, I wanted to go over a few things. You know, we've had you in for the last several years to do our last educational event in November. Uh, having you on the radio show now here in the spring, I think, is a perfect segue for the rest of the year. For our listeners who don't know anything about you, Hamilton Morales is a, a national uh, Social Security educator. Uh, Hamilton, years ago, qualified myself and Bryce uh, for the National Social Security Advisor uh, designation, and Hamilton handles and helps financial advisors all across the country with some of the most difficult questions you folks can ask us. So whenever you come in and call us and ask us a social security question, we can't answer. And I'll remind you, that's not often, but if we can't answer that question, Hamilton's our go-to guy. So Hamilton, let me start this out. Since I just set that up Mm -hmm. and said that uh, you get all the tough questions, What's the most common questions financial advisors call you up and ask you about? Yeah, bar none. It's it's widows or not widows benefits, but spousal benefits. I'd say number two is is widows, but spousal benefits is is definitely the the biggest question I get on a day to day basis, and mm-hmm. especially now that the 2015 bipartisan budget act that changed some of the rules has now for the most part, been completed. Mm-hmm. And so now you only really have one option as it relates to spousal benefits, and some will be able to get it and some will not. Right. And uh, there's just so much misunderstanding about how it works. Yeah. And, yeah, I get a lot of questions about that. You know, I can certainly verify that because whenever we do a workshop, I typically ask the crowd, you know, how many of you have ever heard of spousal benefits? And I get about half the hands go up. So mm-hmm. the other half just clearly don't don't know. And yeah, you're right. The big thing that changed about spousal benefits is that uh, the spouse that, uh, that the spousal benefit is being drawn off of has to file and receive their benefits now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before in 2015, they could file their benefit and suspend it. So that was a nice little strategy that's gone away for us. 
So the other thing I've run across uh, is divorce spousal benefits. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't even know that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's probably the second question that, that always follows with when we're talking about spousal benefits. And so when you're dealing with somebody who has been divorced, you know, anything you have to do with Social Security is all about the rules. If you know what the rules are, then you just you stick with those rules and you ask those questions. And if you meet that criteria, then, okay, they can do that. Well, divorce spouse, you have to have a qualifying marriage. Well, what the heck is a qualifying marriage? And yet you have to have been married for 10 consecutive years before you got divorced. That would be considered a qualifying marriage. And then at that point in time, there's a possibility that you could qualify for spousal benefits at that point in time. The only difference between a divorce situation and a married situation, one, obviously the qualifying marriage, but the second part of that is with a, a marriage, one spouse has to turn on their benefit before the other spouse can get spousal benefits. Mm-hmm. With a divorce situation, the ex-spouse only has to reach age 62. They don't have to turn on their benefit. And that's a big key that people don't know. Yeah. They don't understand. Yeah. You know, the other funny thing about that that I've discovered over the years of doing this is, uh, you know, a lot of people think that if uh, somebody files for that divorce spousal benefit, it's going to affect the mm-hmm. ex-partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. In fact, we could get kind of crazy here, and this this is this happens where maybe that particular person's been married multiple times for ten plus years before getting divorced, and you may have two ex spouses getting a spousal benefit off of the same work record. Not only does it not affect that person, it doesn't affect the two ex spouses either. They all get the <laughs> same. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy how the whole thing works. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad we cleared up the spousal benefit because that truly is the biggest question out there in, in, in folks' mind. You know, Hamilton, uh, talking about who can qualify for a spousal benefit, it brings to my mind the thought about, well, no wonder Social Security is struggling financially. You know, and they just recently <laughs> came out and they said, OK, you know, by 2033, we're gonna, not going to have enough money to pay all the benefits. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, you know, this is not something new. This this has been going on for decades and decades and decades. You know, different types of administrations, different types of Congress. And it's not anything new. Uh, unfortunately, you know, when we're dealing with politicians, when they get elected, their first goal is to get reelected. Absolutely. And so... What better way of not getting reelected than to deal with Social Security? <laughs> because you're not going to make everybody happy. Yep. And so it just keeps getting kicked down the road. And eventually it's going to have to be dealt with. And so I do believe it will get dealt with. I don't believe we'll get to 2033 and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, we, we, we don't have the money to pay for it. I think there's going to be some tough decisions that are going to have to be made. I I totally agree. Well, if you just joined us, we have a special guest today, Hamilton Morales, and we're talking all things Social Security. Uh, We do have workshops coming up right around the corner, and I want to invite you to join us on Thursday the 20th at 6.30 p.m., and then again the next Tuesday night, the 25th at 6.30 p.m., all right here in our classroom 
in our office here in Clemens, 3554 Clemens Road. So call us at 336-391-3409. Hamilton, just quickly give me an idea of how you would start to uh, shore up the finances and Social Security. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely different ways of doing that. I, I think one of the biggest ways, easiest way to, I don't know if it would sure it up, but it would certainly help a lot, is to just get rid of the the earnings um, limits that mm-hmm. you pay into Social Security. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it just went up. It's a it's 160200 I believe. It is. So basically, uh, if you make over that, any income that you make over the 160, you don't pay into Social Security. Well, why? That, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If you're working, pay into Social Security. I do think it would help immensely. Again, I don't think it'll solve the problem, but it would it would give us much longer. Put a big patch on a it. Huge patch. Well, Hamilton. Right now, you've come up to the time in our show where Bryce likes to stump Doug (laughs) with our trivia question. So now I'm going to get a chance to stump my master Hamilton here on Social Security. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. So, Hamilton, as you are well aware, Social Security is taxed on the federal level in one of three tiers. Either it's zero or it's taxed at 50%, Mm -hmm. or it's taxed at 85%. Correct. And that tax rate depends entirely on your provisional income. Mm -hmm. Okay? So here's your trivia question. What percentage of Social Security recipients pay tax on their Social Security income? Wow. <laughs> All right. So this is this is I don't want Hamilton answering now. You don't know the, the format here, but we answer on the other side of the break. So we're gonna give you a few seconds here to think about it, Hamilton. But uh Doug, there was there was three options there. Read him the options of uh of okay. that so he doesn't just take a stab out of out of the board right. there. So here's your options, Hamilton. Thirty five percent, fifty six percent or 77% pay taxes on their Social Security. Okay, so Hamilton's thinking about it. He's got a kind of a, a, a knowing face on there, so I think he, he knows that one. But stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray and Hamilton Morales, the master of all things Social Security. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray, and also in the radio studio this morning is Hamilton Morales, the master of all things Social Security. And in this second segment, we're going to continue talking to Hamilton about Social Security. And uh, now, uh, Doug asked, in the first segment, Doug asked, Hamilton, a trivia question about Social Security. But before we get to the answer to that trivia question, as I always do, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay. Do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? All right. Well, if you answered yes to those questions, and I sure hope you do, then I have 
Great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion slash review of your retirement plan, which includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees that you are currently paying. Our goal isn't complicated. We just want to help you lower your fees and align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball's in your court. You have to give us a call. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug, Garrett, and myself today. Remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. Okay, let's go ahead and get the answer to that trivia question. Doug, let's throw this back to Hamilton again. He's had through the break to think about this and see if he gets the right answer or not. Right. Let me reread the question to you, Hamilton, especially for our audience that might have just tuned in. So as you're aware, Social Security is taxed on the federal level in one of three tiers. Either zero, nothing is taxed or 50% of your Social Security gets taxed, or 85% of it is taxed. And that depends upon whatever provisional income threshold you fall into. So the question is, what percentage of Social Security recipients pay tax of any kind on their Social Security income benefits? Is it 35%? 56 percent or 77 percent now hamilton i gotta be honest with you i did not know the answer to this question (laughs) bryce is a master at coming up with these silly things good luck to you sir yeah i think i am going to go with c 77 percent yes Nah, then it's B. It's 56%. Yeah, I knew it was one yeah, of those two. It, it, it is. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the thing about it is, it doesn't take a whole lot of this thing mm-hmm. called provisional income to push you into that into yeah. that bracket. So speaking of provisional income, just what the heck is that? Yeah, so basically any income that you have coming in yeah. um, in retirement. So that could be anything from you're still working, earning wages, to um, taking withdrawals off of your um, retirement accounts, Mm -hmm. pensions, Mm -hmm. rental income, interest off of interest-bearing accounts like, say, CDs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't take much to get us there. That's the reason why I I tended to go to the higher one, even though I, I felt maybe it was the 56. But it doesn't take much for people to get there. And the problem is, is that those thresholds haven't changed. Since the, since the laws were enacted. Exactly. They haven't. You know, and, and the thing about this provisional income, even half of your Social Security yes. is counted into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not going to take a lot to push you into that threshold. Because I think, what was it, the the married filing jointly provisional income threshold was, what, 34000 It's um So for the 50%, yeah. it's 32 to 44. Okay, 32, 32 to 44, then over 44, mm-hmm. that pushes the married couple 85. into 85%. Mm-hmm. So that's taking both halves of their social security that goes in the pot before anything else yeah hey, you know these these numbers have not changed since the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. they did not adjust those for inflation no nope. 
So folks, you can see not only are you paying tax on any IRA or 401k distributions, but now you can see how that is going to push you into paying tax on your social security benefits. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's amazing that they have not adjusted those for inflation. Well, it really is. Uh, and the fact, I don't, well, I do understand. I do too. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I, think, I think everybody the understands. The government needs money, right? <laughs> That's yeah, right. Sure. All right, let's move on. Let me ask you another great question. <clears throat> Again, you take questions from hundreds, if not thousands, of financial advisors about Social Security all across the nation. What is the biggest mistake you've ever seen? Biggest mistake. That is a great question. I, I would say the biggest mistake that consistently happens is taking the benefit early, not because you need it, but because you're scared it's not going to be around. Mm -hmm. And if you are one of the spouses that has the higher of the two benefits, not only does that affect you, mm -hmm. but if you predecease your spouse, it's going to affect them as well. Absolutely. And um, just almost like flying off the hip and just making a decision and, and doing it, it's just to me is the biggest mistake you can make because right. how do you know how this is going to affect you long term? Mm -hmm. How do you know this is how this is going to affect your spouse long term? And the only way to know that is by putting it inside of income plan and running that thing out. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a really good idea on whether or not you're making a good, solid decision. Yep. You know, because if you do file before full retirement age, then uh, if you continue to work, you're going to be pushed up against the what's called the earnings test, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means, uh, I forget exactly this year, because they do increase this number, what – what is the earnings test number limit yeah. for income? It's 21,000. 21,000. Yeah. We had a case uh, last year where we had, uh, she was a therapist working part-time and decided for whatever reason she wanted to take her Social Security uh, before full retirement age. And either she didn't hear us correctly about the <laughs> earnings benefit or she forgot about it. But anyway, long story short is she took her Social Security benefit. She worked part-time, you know, taking therapy jobs as they came along mm -hmm. and wound up making more money than she should have. And a whole lot of her Social Security got taxed. Yeah. So well, you got to be. Well, real quick, it's not taxed. It's withheld. It was withheld. Yeah, exactly. Withheld. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. And tell them how they do that, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So. For every $2 that you earn, and, and this is earned wages, so this is not rental income or pensions or taking money out of your IRAs. This is truly wages. And so for every $2 above the $21,240 that you earn in wages, they're going to withhold a dollar of your Social Security benefits. And they hang on to that for you <laughs> until you either retire or you hit full retirement age. Once that happens, then they take that dollar amount, whatever that was that they withheld, and they recalculate it back into your benefit based off of life expectancy. So you see a little bit of a, a, an increase in your benefit, but it's not much. What do you mean? No lump sum? No lump sum. No lump sum. You don't get that back. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show. My name's Doug Ray. With me is my special guest, Hamilton Morales. We're talking all things Social Security because we got uh, two great workshops coming up for you folks. It will be the first one Thursday, the 20th, uh, at 630, 
followed by Tuesday the 25th at 6.30, all in our classroom setting in our office in Clemens at 3554 Clemens Road. All you have to do to sign up is call us at 336-391-3409. So Hamilton, uh, at the first of the show when I introduced you, I, I said that you, uh, you know, we, we we joke about you being our walking, talking encyclopedia <laughs> of Social Security, but that didn't come quickly. Uh, you joined a, an association called the National Social Security Advisors, mm-hmm. and of course, you educated myself and Bryce, and you'll be educating Garrett so he can get his uh, certification. Tell us a little bit about that organization. Yeah, so they're based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and the two gentlemen that run that company, um, Mark Kiner, he was a tax preparer, CPA, um, not exactly, he was in the tax world for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, something like that, and then Jim Blair, which worked for the Social Security Administration for 35 years. And so they decided to, to join forces and created the NSSA to educate uh, professionals, whether it be financial professionals, tax preparers, attorneys, whatever, to understand Social Security better, to better help their clients that are out there. And so I went up and took the class and then went back up again a, a year or so later and took an advanced class and then uh, decided at that point to get certified to be able to teach it mm-hmm. um, so they helped me with that and i got certified to do that and that's the class you guys came was a part of and you have to take a test at the end it's about an eight hour course and then you take a test at the end which is i mean brutal <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not an easy class to pass. No, no, not at all. But um, it's good. And, you know, for somebody like me, I get questions every day. So that stays real fresh in my mind. For guys like you, you know, maybe you do get questions on a regular basis, but probably not on a daily basis. So sometimes you start to question, wait a minute, I know the answer to this question, but for whatever reason, I'm not 100% confident. That's typically when I get a phone call from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, a few moments ago, we were talking about full retirement age and the earnings test and so forth. What I want to do with the remaining couple minutes we have is let's talk about when to file. Is Mm -hmm. there one best time for somebody to file for Social Security? Because you can file between age 62 and 70. Right. Uh, the answer is yes. The question is, how do you find out? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think the the biggest issue again, you've got the people on one end that say, "Hey, look, uh, I'm scared Social Security's not going to be around. I'm going to file for it early." And then you've got those other people that just want to get the most out of Social Security that they can without really looking at how that's going to affect them long term. And so everybody's situation is different. And so because everybody's situation is different. You have to make sure that you take that information, put it into an income plan. How does this affect me long term? Exactly. And that's what we do for our clients every single day, every day. Hey, here's a little, uh, uh, not a benefit, but a little trivia about me. In less than 10 days, I have my retirement age birthday. Oh, full retirement age. My full retirement wow. age birthday, yeah. But I, my plan is not to take it. I'm going to collect those 8% plus growth yeah, to 70. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Hamilton, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it was we fantastic. really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, if uh, if you stuck around through that whole uh, segment and the whole show, we appreciate it. That is all the time we have for this week. Hamilton, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Doug Ray and Hamilton Morales. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.